Intelligent Medicine is sponsored in part by Chromadex, providing healthcare practitioners with a clinically proven vital resource to increase your patient's levels of NAD. NAD works at the cellular level to fuel energy production. It supports some 500 enzymatic pathways in the body. But many factors can cause NAD levels to drop, such as poor diet, alcohol consumption, lack of sleep, immune stress, overtraining, excess sun exposure, and stress. So it's important to supplement NAD reserves. Fortunately, there's a patent NAD precursor called niogen or nicotinamide riboside, which is the active ingredient in the cellular support supplement True Niogen Pro. Backed by nearly 100 published papers and multiple human studies, True Niogen Pro can safely and effectively elevate your patient's NAD levels. True Niogen Pro gives hardworking cells exactly what they need to perform at their best. To learn more about the research behind True Niogen Pro or to order, visit pro.trueniogen.com. That's true, spelled T-R-U, pro.trueniogen.com. And from now until June 30th, practitioners can get 10% off with coupon code HOFFMAN10. True Nigen Pro is cellular defense for life. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, something that I very much look forward to every week, and I hope you do. Uh, some people have told us that uh, they listen to Q&A with Layla uh, to get a little information and inspiration while they exercise. So whatever you're doing as you listen to this, uh, whether it's household chores or whether you're driving or whether you're just uh, relaxing and taking in the information, we welcome you. Thanks for listening. With us today, Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in resident, in residence. And we take questions that are sent to us via radio program at AOL.com. Radio program at AOL.com. We have, fortunately this week, a full mailbox of questions. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Very well, thank you. And, uh, you know, as we uh, approach uh, spring, spring a little bit uh, delayed, we were complaining about the cold weather. It just kind of keeps uh, hanging on, you know, sort of cold, gloomy, cloudy, drizzly. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Manhattan is like a giant ship at sea <laughs> seeking <laughs> yeah. uh, warmer climes, which we'll eventually get to. There, We'll be complaining about too much heat pretty soon. Uh, but uh, here we be. Those of you in the rest of the yeah. country, uh, please ignore our complaints because you're probably enjoying balmy temperatures by now. Uh, so uh, before we get to questions, uh, very interesting op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, sometimes these mainstream, uh, these mainstream publications surprise me uh, because uh, uh-huh. you know, generally they're sort of hostile <laughs> to a uh, an integrative or natural uh, approach, or they tend to be uh, very, very excited about uh, new breakthrough drug developments. That's sort of the way things go generally. Uh, yeah. This week, uh, they had an article uh, about uh, uh, which, and I'll read it to you, a headline, For Mental Illness, Make Medication a Last Resort, subtitle, Psychiatrists and even internists are often far too eager to prescribe pills, which really kind of mirrors our perspective in integrative medicine and functional medicine, which is that we want to look at the underlying cause of people's 
blahs, you know, whether it be fatigue or anxiety. I just did a very uh, interesting podcast yesterday, uh, which will probably drop this week uh, with Dr. Donnie Wilson, who's written a book about uh, natural treatment for anxiety. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she talks about uh, how it's often related to uh, adrenal imbalances, uh, too much uh, adrenaline or cortisol or mismatches of that to our daily stresses. So, mm-hmm. uh, and interestingly, she is not uh, averse to medications. In fact, she's the daughter of a pharmacist, but uh, she said as she was raised, because uh, her father was so familiar <laughs> with the wide range of side effects of medications uh, that he taught his family uh, to use medication very sparingly and, you know, to avoid them if possible. So uh, I'm going to read you a couple of quotes from this. Uh, oh, great. It, it's, by the way, it's by Erica Commissar, and Erica is a psychoanalyst. So her bias, oh, as opposed to a psychiatrist, right? So her bias is towards talk therapy, obviously. Yes, uh, and you know, She's talk therapy. Yeah, talk therapy. I think is is you know doesn't work for some people. They require medication, uh, but uh, it, it is underutilized and for economic reasons uh, and reimbursement reasons. It's it's much easier to shove a prescription at a patient. Uh, than to have them come in for a long series of sessions, uh, which you may only be covered for like a few sessions, which is usually not enough to resolve whatever conflict you're experiencing. So That's you true. Know, many of my yeah. uh, friends who are psycho- psychologists uh, complain that um, they're just not getting enough reimbursement. That they, you know, it's kind of a luxury thing. You know, if you have a lot of money, yeah, you can. You know, if you're Tony Soprano and you have a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, ill-gotten <laughs> gains. Uh, you can get psychoanalyzed up the wazoo. <laughs> you know, uh, it didn't do Tony very much good, but you know, he had some uh, yeah. some other issues. So anyway, so I'm I'm going to read you some of this. Uh, you probably heard that anxiety and depression are quote brain disorders that must be treated with psychotropic medication. That's mm-hmm. closer to a pharmacological marketing slogan than settled science. These conditions, along with ADHD and addiction result from trauma, loss, psychosocial stressors, and failed relationships. Even when there's Bravo, a genetic, Right? You know, mm-hmm. It's like real, real life stresses. I mean, things, yeah. things unresolved conflicts. Even when there is a genetic proclivity to severe mental illness, such as bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, the environment plays a central part in triggering the disease. So, um, uh, and to continue, doctors prescribe medications as a quick fix. But the pills merely Mm -hmm. mask the patient's emotional pain. Some medications come with serious side effects and are extremely difficult to quit. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Physical dependence can occur when benzodiazepines are taken steadily for several days to weeks, even as prescribed. And the author says medication can be godsend in the right context, but it is risky. And should be offered only after non-medical options such as psychoanalysis have been exhausted. Now, she doesn't talk about, you know, our sort of biomedical approach where we look at underlying problems. You know, we look at, you know, are there hormone imbalances, women, you know, with hormone imbalances, men with low testosterone, uh, both sexes with low DHEA, both sexes with hypothyroidism that's improperly diagnosed. Uh, yes. Blood sugar problems, uh, you know, ups and downs of blood sugar. Adrenal can, stress. Adrenal stress, you know, uh, uh, adrenal exhaustion. 
uh, you know, on and on it goes. And then, of course, the, the role of diet, the microbiome we know is very important in uh, the uh, uh, brain gut uh, highway. Exactly. You know, there's a lot the of interactions there. In the gut. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, so so there's there's so many uh, aspects to this. You know, and you know we can utilize supplements. Uh, we we can uh, do a lot of things. And uh, eventually, you know, we may say, okay, uh, you might need a medication at least for short term. Uh, relief. You know, I, I agreed with a patient the other day that uh, his anxiety was overwhelming. There were circumstances in his life that required that, but he was confident that after uh, straightening out after a month or two that he'd be able to uh, proceed with our natural protocol. The The medication was just going to be like trainer wheels until he got him exactly. stabilized. Yeah. Medical manage, you know, medications are appropriate if you're unable to function in your life. But that is a temporary situation, mm-hmm. hopefully. And beyond that, you should be able to, you know, carry on and be able to wean off those medications and support your, your brain health better. Yeah. 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 This is a guy who was experiencing uh, uh, frequent panic attacks. And I said, look, under yes. these circumstances, let's put, you know, this is an emergency. Let's put the fire out. Uh, we'll work with the natural things. You'll stabilize. But we have to break the vicious cycle of these panic attacks. I thought that that was prudent. So he did take an anti-anxiety yes. medication for uh, for a while. So, yeah, uh, uh, I love it. Uh, you know, thank you, Wall Street Journal, for uh, publishing this. I, I'm going to watch in the next couple of weeks to see if there's a firestorm of, you know, irate letters from psychiatrists who are saying, you know, how could you question this very, very successful medical paradigm that we have of treating psychiatric diseases with drugs. Uh, well, he, he, that, that, that comment itself is incorrect. Yeah. Because we know scientific research with, for example, antidepressants, the, uh, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs, mm-hmm. that 60% of that research, it, they're, not, they're not very useful. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, the, they 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 don't have uh, you know hundred percent efficacy or anything anywhere near that. Yeah. And in fact, even sometimes some studies that compare, say, uh, you know, St. John's Wort uh, with these medications, uh, or mm. you know, some of the the natural agents, uh, SAMe, uh, or yes. uh, rhodiola, some of the plausible agents for uh, certain forms of depression, uh, that they they actually uh, can stand up to the pharmaceutical drugs in terms of the effectiveness, which actually it, it's not even, that's not so much of a vindication <laughs> of these natural things because it means that mm-hmm. the, the very slight benefits of the pharmaceutical drugs overall can be matched by, you know, pretty mild things. So, you know, yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so with that said, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we agree with this point of view and uh, we work with, I mean, because anxiety and depression are so pervasive, uh, don't we see a very high percentage of patients who, you know, with or without other uh, medical conditions, where anxiety, depression play a role? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. And you know, especially so. in our, we we practice in New York, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a challenging environment. Uh, so, uh, not to say that. The rest of the country is not challenging. The rest of the world is not challenging these days. But, uh, you know, it's, these complaints are almost universal. So, yeah. 
that being said, let's get to questions. Radio program at AOL.com. What you got in the mailbag? We've got from David, Dr. Hoffman, is topical tea tree oil effective in treating actinic keratosis applied at the same time with a vanilla extract to help with the absorption of it? And he sent us a link to uh, a blog uh, about mm, health. It's called Health Cert Blog. Uh, I'm not sure who is. uh, Right. You're not sure how authoritative it is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But they mentioned something about um, anti-tumor effects of tea Mm -hmm. tree oil. Mm -hmm. They talk about uh, medicinal properties of tea tree oil including anti-cancer activity with the active ingredient terpenin 4-OL, and that there are further studies validating earlier work utilizing this terpenin 4-OL to regress actinic mm-hmm. keratosis, mm-hmm. which may be like a pre-pre-pre-skin cancer. Right, exactly. For those with a lot of actinic ter- keratoses may you know, be more at risk for yeah, they they sometimes appear like sort of dry dry skin patches that are a little raised, a little scabby. Uh, yes, and they they're considered precancerous. And mm-hmm. uh, I haven't had any skin cancer, fortunately. I've had a lot of sun exposure. Uh, I I don't even think I've had actinic keratosis. You know, I've had a couple of things biopsied, and uh, mm-hmm. but it, so so these. Uh, I where's that research from, by the way? Uh, this research comes out of Australia. Okay, that kind of figures. Uh, that was in 2010. That kind of figures because uh, you know it's a little bit like cocoa research that comes out of Switzerland uh, or uh, wine research that comes out of France or uh, uh-huh. or soy research that comes out of Japan. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Uh, tea tree oil is endemic to uh, the Australian continent. And yeah, and so it's it's an export of that country. It's I'm an not export. Saying, that's true. Yeah, but I'm you know saying, what? Yeah, for, go ahead. Yeah, more studies are being undertaken in Kentucky, okay. the University of Kentucky, okay, which apparently validated earlier work and also tested a fully formulated product utilizing the terpenin four OL for actinic keratosis. So, so there may be something so. to this, but uh, there's actually a, a better solution, uh, which mm. is something that's dirt cheap which is uh, vitamin B3 uh, in the form of nicotinamide, not nicotinamide riboside. You know, we talk about the true Nigen product. Uh, yes. That's uh, pricier and it's more of an anti-aging thing. I mean, there may be some benefits of that against skin cancer, but documented benefits against uh, skin cancers uh, in one study. Uh, this is, by the way, I think of the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, nicotinamide uh, and the dosage, I think, was 500 milligrams two or three times a day. So uh, vitamin B3 in the form of niacin causes a lot of flushing. Uh, nicotinamide yes. is sort of the, the non-flush form of vitamin B3. And mm-hmm. so using mm-hmm. doses that are relatively inexpensive and relatively safe, uh, the nicotinamide reduced the rates of new basal cell cancer and squamous cell cancer by 23%. And they reduced the risk of actinic keratoses by 11% at three months and by 15% after 12 months of treatment compared with a placebo. Mm. So so that that's real. That's actually in you know a very major medical journal. 
Uh, this is something that we do when we, you know, some patients say, I keep getting these skin cancers, or sometimes we notice a patient come in with a couple of band-aids on their face and like, what's the deal? Oh, yes. you know, I have to keep going to the dermatologist. They keep burning off these things or they keep doing Mohs surgery on me. Uh, we go take yes. some, uh, vitamin B3. And yeah. it's, it's not a hundred percent preventive, but it, it definitely puts a speed bump in the way of cancer development. So, uh, actinic keratosis, if you have that, that's a good point at which to begin taking the, the B3 because that's a precancer. Mm. Okay, David, there you go. All right. Well, you know, tea tree oil is pretty good for fungal infection mm -hmm. yeah. and things like that. It can be very helpful, I think, in the treatment even of, um, of like an athlete's foot. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, Oh, also in the treatment I read of scabies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can be helpful for scabies, mm -hmm. which is like a skin mite, right? right? Right. So, yeah, tea tree oil may be helpful in that regard as well. But, again. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, keep a little tea tree oil in the medicine cabinet, you know, so if I think I've got some sort of fungal infection, um, mm -hmm. uh, I you know, I can apply it. That's what it's yeah. useful for. Right. All right. Uh, good point which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes. Listen up. As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make our what makes our program available to you in a free format so what's our next question okay we've got a question from karen hi dr hoffman and layla i know you are proponents of dgl and endofin for reflux and gerd but what about gaviscon advanced aniseed this is listed in dr jamie kaufman's protocol now, Dr. Jamie Kaufman is the doctor who wrote Dropping Acid, mm -hmm. which is a really great book about her protocols for GERD. Well, Karen is asking, can one take all three of these items in one day, or are there any contraindications they should be aware of? Well, listen, Karen, you could certainly take DGL and endofin. You probably could take Gaviscon, too, with that, but why would you? Mm -hmm. It's aluminum. Yeah, it's the major ingredient is aluminum hydroxide. So, yeah. you know, we're even concerned about people who uh, daily use um, aluminum-containing deodorants, and that's uh, that's topically. True. So and if you're drinking it, not, that's even worse. Exactly. 
And it's not the deodorant part, it's the antiperspirant part. Yep, yep. So it's okay to wear a deodorant, which is a little more like perfume, yep. but it's the antiperspirant mm-hmm. that has the aluminum in it that right. stops up, you know. It, that, it, it sort of stop. It's it's an astringent, so it kind of causes the pores to contract and it reduces sweating. Yes, um, yeah. So that's the unique property of aluminum hydroxide. I really don't like aluminum hydroxide taken orally. Um, you know, so if you... I mean, if you've really got bad GERD, um, I suggest that... Uh, you know, Maybe you, you shouldn't eat that chili dog. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That, I mean, of course, you know, we, diet, of course, is important. Uh, right. But, yeah. you know, it, for occasional discomfort, uh, yeah, DGL, yeah, endorphin. And if you got to go to something pharmaceutical, you can take over-the-counter Pepsid. Uh, Zantac, sure. uh, had, there's been some problems with Zantac because Zantac uh, has had some... Issues with their supply chain where they had carcinogenic chemicals in it and there have been some recalls. Oh, there recently right. was a recall of uh, over-the-counter Zantac that had nitrosamines in it, which is the mm. bad stuff that you get from cured meats, yeah. uh, bacon, and so on. Bacon with yeah. preservatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, try to avoid the Gaviscon. All right. Yeah. Not, not a good idea. You know, and, and they put, I guess, some fennel seed in it. Is that what they did? To give it's in the, like, yeah, the, it's a little. It's, it's I like, believe it's it's aniseed. Yeah, aniseed. So which which is which is nice for digestion, but I think that's a little bit of greenwashing of a product to make it appear like more natural. Uh, oh, you know, I like that word greenwashing. Yeah, yeah, that's appropriate. Mm. It, it puts a little bit mm. of a veneer of of something natural on essentially an old fashioned. Uh, product that, I mean, it's been used forever. I mean, when I started uh, my medical training, uh, they were using Gaviscon. You know, it's been around forever. And mm-hmm. it is an antacid, but, you know, I think it's the worst kind of antacid. Yeah, agree. Yeah, you don't want the aluminum. Yeah. Karen, thank you for that very thoughtful question. All right. We've got an email from Gabe who's inquiring about a fiber supplement. Dear Layla, Dr. Hoffman, what do you recommend as a fiber supplement to improve digestive motility? Or do you have other recommendations in regard to this? After looking at the ingredients for Metamucil, I decided to avoid it due to the maltodextrin, the aspartame, and the yellow number six. Yikes. Wow. Are they doing that to Metamucil? Wow. Yep. Okay. And that's the sugar-free version. You know, So some people say, well, that's I want the That's the sugar-free sugar-free. version. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's got NutraSweet no. in it. Well, exactly, exactly. The NutraSweet in it. I, I've always recommended to many patients taking some ground flaxseed, flax meal, only about a tablespoon. You don't need more than that. In some liquid or in your soup or sprinkle it into your stew or put it in your smoothie or something like that. that that's often helpful. But there are others. Right. Like uh, chia seed acacia as well, these may be helpful. You want to make sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet and drinking enough water to support the flow of that fiber through the GI tract because oftentimes we'll take fiber uh, and not drink enough water and it could do the absolute opposite, cause constipation, Mm -hmm. cause Uh, you to feel. I'm looking at at Fullscript, which is where we order stuff for patients, and they do have a fiber formula, which is mm. kind of a, a 
like a nice alternative to Metamucil because it does contain psyllium husk, but also it has oat bran, some guar mm. gum seed extract, some marshmallow, and some pectin. And pectin, of course, is a uh, soluble fiber that's uh, beneficial. And it does not mm-hmm. contain artificial coloring, artificial flavoring, dairy, salt, soy, sugar, yeast. Um, and and it's this stuff is dirt cheap. It's like uh, seven bucks for, you know, 120 capsules. So it's from Integrative Therapeutics. Yeah. And you can find it on uh, Fullscript, which is our online catalog of supplements that's available to patients. Just go to drhoffman.com and look at the drop-down menu shop and you can you can source it and you know, just pl- just do a search on fiber products via full script. And those mm-hmm. are uh, physician formulas, so they're vetted in terms of their purity and their um yeah. their you know natural uh, free of I want to mention something else. Yep. Uh, Gabe Gabe is wants to improve his digestive motility. Sometimes it's not a matter of fiber. Yeah. Sometimes it's a matter of a good probiotic and a prebiotic. Yep. You know, we've had cases where people take heroic amounts of fiber and water, and it's not doing the trick. But they take a probiotic or one combined with a prebiotic, like a doctor will hear essential formula, mm-hmm. and it does the trick. Yep. It really does the trick. Yep. So that could be something. I think some people especially people who have constipation predominant IBS, you know, what's called IBS-C, uh, they, I mean, there's a type where, which is kind of people on a standard American diet, they're just not getting a fiber. They don't eat fruits and vegetables. They just eat a lot of refined yes. uh, flour products and, uh, you know, candy and meat. And they hence don't yes. get a lot of fiber. So just adding fiber is, is miraculous for them. But for some people, they just keep adding fiber and fiber and fiber, and they just be- become extremely bloated and mm-hmm. it backfires. And we actually see more of those people than the people who just need extra fiber because we see a pretty aware group of people. And by the time people True. get to see us, they've been there, done that with fiber, you know? Yes. Yes. They've been there, done that. And it's like, what's next? So, yeah. 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 And so we really have to troubleshoot for them. And sometimes we dissuade them from having enormous amounts of fiber because it's just causing them to have enormous uh, bloating and, and distension. Yeah. Yeah. It could really work against you if that's not the right thing that you need. Yeah. So there's that. And it, and it feeds their SIBO, their small intestine bacterial overgrowth, too. Yes. Yes. And some people just may need some stool softening, like with a magnesium citrate. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. That can be beneficial. Yep. You know what I'm troubled by, Dr. Hoffman? I hear that more and more doctors are, you know, who, whose patients are complaining of constipation, they're telling them all to take Miralax. Well, and you, you don't that, always want to take laxatives. Yeah, that is relatively mild compared to something that is now being, I hear it advertised on the radio all the time. It's called Linz S. And oh yeah, that's scary is a, it's a I think it's a prostaglandin-based medication that um, you know it, it really works for people with very end-stage constipation and you know thank goodness for its availability. But to use it casually without undergoing a complete workup for your diet and trying some of these milder natural things, uh, it's got. I mean, the side effects are kind of hair-raising. You know that uh, it really can create a lot of problems. If um, if you don't tolerate it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. Anyway, <clears throat> we hope you feel better, Gabe. Okay, 
Yeah. So good. Okay. We're going to pause because uh, we divide our podcast into two parts. Time flies when we're having fun. We don't uh, sometimes realize that we're going over the limit in terms of time. Uh, so when we return, Layla, what uh, are we going to start our questioning with? What do we all think about daylight savings time? What do we all think about it? Okay. Yep. Good. Yep. All right. Good subject. We did uh, touch upon mm-hmm. that in one of my recent uh, radio programs. But um, let's uh, share our perspective on that. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Today, it's Q&A with Layla. We're answering your questions. We'll be right back with more of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. 